get up, get out of bed. Fill your cup and get ahead with WKGN. One, three, four, Well, I guess we'll start the show now. Shouts out Adam Hickman. Uh, gosh. <laughs> no heads up, no warning. You forget that the intro is gone. What do you have to say for yourself? I told you I was starting the show. No, you didn't. You absolutely no, no, did not. I even said, oh, whoa. <laughs> Just killing poor Brett over here. Luckily, I was on top of it, but Golly, normally there's at least dude. a 30-second warning from him. Yeah, like, hey, we're starting in 30 seconds. I mean, I realize you were late, and so the show's starting not on time, but, like, we still need a heads up. We have stuff to do over here. <laughs> you think I don't? I No, you don't. Like, I got to get the cameras ready. I got to get everything set for restream, for video. Brett's got to get the podcast lined up. I had up. to help you this morning. Yeah, he was covering for you. <laughs> so when was he supposed, is he supposed to do both? Does he have, like, 10, 10 foot wingspan? He can just, like, <laughs> type on the computer with his left hand and run the board with his right hand? Well, in a perfect world, he's here early. Yep. To where he can take care of what he needs to do. I yeah. He was here early. I know. <laughs> Not early enough, apparently. He didn't have the laptop ready to record. You know, I want you to give him your key card. Because <laughs> you don't need it. Because you're never the first person here. Or the only person here. And sometimes Brett gets here before I do. So I need you to give him your key card. Right now. I'm not kidding. I'm Hello? Over here, Hickman. I think you underestimate me, Chris. I think you need to give Brett your key card. Immediately. This is not a joke. I want Brett to have your key card. Please hand it to him. Post haste. I'll take it up with management. Hello. Hi. Good to see you, Adam. Yes, I do also agree with Houston that you should give Brett your key card. I don't even think I have my key card in this wallet. Now you're just lying. No, because I have... Another wallet that I use. What are you, two wallets? What are you? You got purses too? No. Satchels. I'm really picky about wallets, so I have two of the same one. <laughs> what? And when I went on vacation, I switched my non-essentials out of my current wallet mm-hmm. and put those into my other wallet. Why don't you check? Why don't you check and see if it's in there? Which is actually perfect because it's just further proof that you do not need a key card. The fact that you might not have it in the wallet that you're using. Let's take a gander here. Yeah, let's see what else you got in there. Some gift cards I bought yesterday for Christmas. That ain't in here. Or a couple of receipts. Hmm. Buy one, get one free, keep on. Here's my Blue Cross Blue Shield card. Anything? I actually do have it. Give it to Brett. Here you go, Brett. Congratulations. You now have a key card. Crest, kiss my ass. Happy Hanukkah. So it's game day. Yay. Seems like forever we've been on the hardwood. What? On the court. On the hardwood. Oh, court. Yep. Hardwood. <laughs> nice. Nope. Yeah, we got a big one tonight versus uh John Tarleton Park. I mean Tarleton State. This is huge. It's a big game. 
I mean, in what may be our final show of 2023, I must say, this game is huge. See, as a radio guy, you got to build it, right? You got to build it up. You got to make things seem really important. This is an opportunity. I don't know if I'll watch. Well, that's a that's a big mistake because this game is elite. The Texans of Tarleton State have the exact same record as Tennessee. They are eight and three. They are very good. Tonight we get Andy Brock, Steve Hamer, and Sarah Detweiler on the call on an SEC Network Plus stream game. And let me tell you guys, I'm a little nervous. I think this Tarleton State Club is pretty good. I've done the research. False. And these guys, they've got upset on the mind. They're coming in here with dreams of cutting down the nets. You know, our nets after a big win tonight. So we got to be on our P's and Q's. Got to be on our toes. Otherwise, it will not be a Merry Christmas for the Barnes boys. They are eight and three. I literally just <laughs> I Oh my god, there are three people in the room. I just said that. When? Uh, almost to start the talk about the basketball. <sighs> Go on. Go on, no, you've got all these stats that you're go ahead. Go ahead. You told us to coach earlier. Yeah, Billy Gillespie. Mm-hmm. SEC experience. Guy knows his way around a gym. They're uh mm-hmm. when isn't that impressive. You ever heard of Harden Sim? Yeah. They beat those guys. Harden Sim? Yep. Oh yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with him. You don't you don't know about Harden Sim? Let's I'm gonna quiz you. <laughs> uh okay. What state are they located in? Who? Harden Sim. Texas. Yes. Okay. Uh, up wow. top. Good up job. top. Let's go. Also got a big win over Sterling, Kansas. I'm gonna guess they're in Kansas. What do you think about that, Higman? Could be in Missouri. No. Harden Sim, Texas, Sterling, Kansas, Kansas. They beat. It's a great U- name, really. They beat UNT Dallas. I'm gonna also Do guess even Texas. Do know where Tarleton State is? Texas. Where is it? Kentucky. No, it's Texas. Their their oh, nickname Harden is Sim the was... Texans. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said that earlier too, so you weren't paying attention. Uh, Glad I'm talking to myself <laughs> here in the first segment. This is rough, we're up to a good start. It makes me sick. What? Uh, people not paying attention. Yeah, I know. I can tell. You're very distraught. What was you had one trivia question for me? Was that it? Yeah. Oh. Cool. Uh Tennessee and Tarleton State have never played before. Which is weird because I feel like we have. That's just one of those teams you kind of you see them and you hear the name and I don't Apparently we had never played Georgia Southern or Norfolk State either. Also seems hard to believe. Yeah. Uh Tarleton State is picked sixth in the whack. They were 17-17 and 17 last year and played in the CBI. They are 6-1 and one in their last seven. That's what we call, folks, a heater. Is there a line? Did you say the line yet? 
Probably won't be. I, oh, here it is. Twenty-two and a half. That's see. Seems kind of closer small. than you think, right? Tickets as low as two dollars. Okay. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to go. Over unders one thirty-eight and a half. Hickman. I don't even think I'll watch. What? What else are you what doing are you at six thirty? What are you doing? I got a Christmas party to decorate for this evening. Mm. A Christmas party to decorate for. So you can't watch TV while you decorate? Well, there's no Wi-Fi where we're having the party. You can't have, like, cell service somewhere? Well, I guess I could stream it on my phone. Be yeah, a little inconvenient, though. Why would that be inconvenient? I'm going to be busy, so if it was on the TV, it'd be different. Well, could you not, like, stream it to your phone and cast it to a TV? Also, no uh, Wi-Fi? What is this, a prison? That's a Civil War shack, Bubba. Did you just call me Baby? I said Bubba. I think you said baby. I think I actually said Bubba, but it didn't come out right. Did you say Bubby? Maybe. Maybe Bubby. Bubby. It's weird. Uh, Odd Shark predicted score for tonight is Tennessee 74, Tarleton State 70. What? It's a four-point victory. What? Mm. That's so weird. Scary, right? I told scary. you. I actually, I'm not even kidding. When I started the uh, the show, I had no idea that Tarleton State was actually even halfway decent. But now... Those things I said to start the show about being a little bit nervous, they're actually real. They lost to Virginia by 30. Well, you Who think lost we were to Memphis by 20. 20 yeah. This is Penny Hardaway's best team, by the way. Totally unrelated to what we're talking about. but <laughs> No, it's kind of related. It is basketball he, uh, in the state of Tennessee. He's got a group of dudes this year. I don't – I mean, I hate to say it, Dark Horse Final Four team. It's a little bold, don't you think? Lost to Ole Miss, beat VCU, beat Texas A&M. That's they they lost to Ole, Ole Miss? Ole Miss, wow. Yeah, they lost to Ole Miss by three. Beat VCU, beat A&M, beat Clemson, beat Virginia. What did they beat A&M by? Uh, they beat A&M by six. Also got smoked by Villanova, who's struggling this year. Yeah, they got smoked by Nova. Beat Arkansas by five as well. They've got some quality. Beat Michigan, beat Alabama State. Beat They whooped Missouri. Yeah, I don't think Missouri's very good. Uh, then they beat Jackson State. Pretty good team. I forgot have, oh, go that they have uh, that Javon Quinterly transferred there for his ninth year of college basketball. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. From Bama? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's at Memphis now? Yeah, he's there. He had eligibility left? Yeah. He spent two years at Villanova. Yeah. Eight at Alabama. Yeah. And now he's going to spend a year at Memphis. There's no way. That guy was playing at Alabama when I was in high school. Yeah, their uh, Memphis's best player is David Jones. He's been pretty cool name. Playing since 2018-19 was his first season of college basketball. Wow. That's lies. So 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So it's his fifth. This is fifth year. Sixth. Sixth. Yeah. Has to be. Well, now because he's played 11 games for 23, 24 season. One, two. Yeah, yeah, this year. Fifth year. This yeah, is this, only this, his fifth. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> the stats are wrong. They play Vanderbilt next. That'll be a on, dub. On, a, they on, s- on national TV, CBS game. When? Four o'clock. Saturday? Saturday. They're going to whoop Vanderbilt up. is the national <laughs> CBS game? <laughs> yes. If this uh, ESPN. They suck. <laughs> they are so bad. 
I mean, this is this is without question Stackhouse's it's last Stack year. Because it's Stackhouse versus Penny or something. Oh yeah, like no, that's looks. exactly what it is. Like, oh, look at these former NBA legends they're facing gonna, off on the hardwood. They're going to have whooped up on half the SEC before conference play gets started. Yeah, I'm intrigued now by Ole Miss even more though. I, I don't SEC think game. they're good, but they might be well coached. I think that's their best win. Right. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I mean, Memphis is, is, is going to be a top fifteen team now. I don't know if you guys kept up with college basketball last night, but it was the night of upsets. Did I? No, I didn't at all. Actually, uh, yeah. Seton Hall puts a beat down on number five ranked UConn, seventy-five to sixty. Number really? Yep. Number okay. twenty-one ranked Duke took down tenth ranked Baylor, seventy-eight seventy. Okay. Number eleven North Carolina beat number seven Oklahoma, eighty-one sixty-nine. Good for our Villanova, who is unranked and struggling, knocked What's off. North Carolina's record now? Uh, eight and three. Yeah, eight and three. Okay, so same as us. Villanova, unranked, struggling, defeated 12th ranked Creighton in overtime. Creighton's on a little spin How's out. How's that Creighton? Yeah, on the road. And then uh, after that, you know, the other big game was Arizona versus Alabama that tipped off at 10 o'clock in Phoenix. That was last night? Yeah. Yeah, it was 11 o'clock tip. Who won that one? Uh, Arizona won. What was the score? Eighty-seven to seventy-four. Alabama falls to six and five on they, the season. I feel like they've only lost to really good teams, though, right? Their last three losses are Purdue, Creighton, and Arizona. Yeah, feels like every time Bama. First of all, good on Oates for scheduling some really, really tough opponents. Who are the other two losses uh, to? They lost to Clemson as well. Mm-hmm. And, okay, that's a bad one. And Ohio State. I think Clemson's doing pretty well. Yeah, but we just don't like Clemson. Okay. Yeah. They're Clemson's nine and one right now. Really? Yeah. They're eighteenth in the country. Okay. I haven't really played anybody though. Actually definitely haven't played anybody. They just lost to Memphis as well. So Memphis got some wins. Hmm. College basketball's I can't really find the groove of it this year. No. Um, I like the matchups, though. You don't usually get this many no, deep I into was, the season. I was thinking the same thing. Early in the season, I feel like we've already had so many top 10, top 15, and top 25 matchups where you're like, man, this is... Yeah. But it's it's also weird because it's so early in the season that it feels like the rankings don't really matter. There's, I think they're starting to kind of settle into place. But early when it was like, oh, number two, Michigan State. Like, they stink right now. Yeah. Um. I mean, Alabama's got yeah, five how good, losses. How good's like, Baylor now? Because Baylor got blasted by Michigan State and just lost again. Yeah, and they <laughs> were 10th. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even know what they were before they lost to Michigan State. Um, hmm. Gonzaga did put up 100 on Jackson State also last night. Did you forget that one, Hickman? Yeah. No one did oh, we're just not reading the all needle. the – we're not reading all the top scores? Come on. I didn't watch any basketball last night. I was just kind of. Mm. I'll tell you what I did watch. What did you watch? Everest. Uh, what is what is that? Is that the documentary? Yeah, it's about what the the group that went up there in '98, and most of them died. Wait, is it about the book? Is it crack hour, crack, crack hour. I don't know. It's got Jason Clark, Josh Brolin, Sam Worthington. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Kira Knightley and Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Star-studded cast. Well, how'd it go? That was a good movie. I, I'm a sucker for those kind of like survival mm-hmm. disaster movies. Me too. I mean, they, they're never really well 
put together. The movie? Yeah, like I mean, you're never like if you want top tier acting and you know great story development, not really for you. But in terms of just pure entertainment, always a good time. I like survival stuff, but I don't love it when it's in like heavy, deep snow and frigid temps. Yeah, because you just people can't do as much, and you can't like see as much. Yeah, like, yeah. Visually, it's not as there's not yeah. as much you can see. Not. It's just like here they are under eight feet of snow. I'll give you a good trying one to, to stay warm by rubbing sticks. I'll give against you a good one to watch. It's uh, Thirteen Lives, the Amazon Prime. Is that what the movie? soccer team, yeah. the boys' soccer team, that's that a good got one. trapped in the cave or whatever it was? That's a that, good one. That's a that's one of the best I've seen. Hmm. Yeah, that was a crazy story. I've seen that one too. Really good. And it uh but got me thinking, like is Mount Everest the most intimidating thing on planet Earth? No, it's K two. You think so? Uh I mean technically speaking, yes. It's a much harder mountain to climb. But Everest gets the Isn't it more just rock climbing though? Like traditional rock climbing? What, K two? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like K K two, you have to be like a super experienced, which is why I kind of give the bump to Everest because like me and you could pay seventy grand and get on a tour to try and climb to the summit of Everest. Yeah, so that's why I, I give Mount Everest maybe the nod. no guarantees that you'd make it, but uh, let's see. So. I went to roughguides.com, and it says the 11 hardest mountains to summit. K2 comes in number two behind Annapurna in Nepal. But I feel like, have you heard of Annapurna? Mm-mm. I feel like I've heard the name, and that is about it. Uh, so K2 is China and Pakistan. Then it's, Everest comes in at five. Uh. But it's also the tallest, so I think like part of it because it's the tallest, like it gets so much extra pub. But I mean, again, because it's so tall, it's a long, long climb. Like it's not easy. But so I think if you're talking about most intimidating, yeah, pro- it probably is Everest. I was having this thought in my mind last night, and the two most—that's in- a scary place. The two most intimidating things on Earth. It came down to a grizzly bear with cubs, <laughs> and. Hickman showing up on time for work. It actually came down to Mount Everest and the Northern Sea. Would you rather be... Yeah, that's pretty scary, seeing some of those videos. Would you rather be stranded on the side of a mountain or drifting in a useless boat (laughs) at sea? What sea am I in? I'll say the North Sea. Stuck on the side of K2... Or drifting in the North Sea? Uh, K2. I don't know. They're both so bad. Like, basically both of them, you're just like, yep, we're done here. At least you can probably, like, in your last moments on Earth at K2, find some peace and beauty to enjoy before you die. How scary would it be to be one of those rescue divers? You know, that has to go and rescue these guys on these boats. You know, like uh, Coast Guard people. Like, Wait, these, like a jumper? Like, you know, the Ashton Kutcher movie with The Guardian or whatever? Yeah, with, yeah. Like, that looked pretty intimidating to do all that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But if I got a helicopter right behind me, I'm good. Gosh. I'd, I'd much rather be that guy than the guy stuck in the boat at sea that flipped over. 
Jared brings up a good point. Mariana Trench as well. What? Like the deepest part that is of one the of the ocean. most intimidating places. Yeah, but that's so intimidating. Like it, it is. But I, I'm also like, I'm never gonna be there. Yeah. But the si- we the might th- end up on Everest one day. You know. Yeah, that could really happen. That feels more attainable than like a, a deep submarine probe to the middle of the Mariana Trench. Hmm. Do you think you could climb Everest with six months training? Six months? Am I committed during that six months? Oh yeah, you're all in. Yeah. It's like you maybe do it before you die. So that's like my thing. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. Should be. Right? Let me just put heavy backpacks on and walk around and go. I don't know. Do I get oxygen on my actual climb? Uh. Well, yeah, right. I mean, come on. You got to give me oxygen. In the movie, the tour guides like stage oxygen on the trail up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the scariest part about it, I believe, is the fact that you have to have oxygen tanks with you. You don't have to. Well, I'm pretty sure. But most people do have to. I'm pretty sure if you get to the summit, you have to have tanks, right? I don't think so. I think there's people who have yeah, done it without oxygen. Pictures, yeah. That's wild. I mean, like, the peak of the summit of Everest is the cruising altitude for some planes. No. Yeah. What's the height? Like 29,000 feet. Okay. Actually, yes. Is it really? Yeah. The pe- what? What is the actual peak height of Everest? Let's see. Mount Everest peak height. There's an article here that says somebody climbed the 14... 14- World, yeah, fourteen of the world's peaks in three months and one day, breaking the record of six months and six days. Twenty nine thousand thirty two feet. Krista Harold. Twenty nine thousand what? Thirty two. Meanwhile, the highest point in Tennessee is Clingman's Dome at six thousand six hundred and forty three feet. All right. Not intimidating. That is that makes it sound so much more intimidating. Oh yeah. What's the highest elevation you've ever been? Mm, I'd have to check. I think I did a fourteener in Colorado, but I can't remember the name of it. Mine is twelve thousand ninety feet. Also, ours. It may, there's no way it was a fourteener, and if it was, like we were basically dropped off like a thousand miles from the top. <laughs> <laughs> I've been at altitude, but I don't... Are you talking... Well, never mind. Uh, We'll hit a quick break. We'll come back and continue our enthralling mountain talk. (laughs) It's three and out on Fan Run Radio. Mom got drunk and dad got drunk. At a Christmas party We were drinking champagne punch And homemade eggnog 865-546-8200 to join the program We go to the phone lines now to grab Matt Good morning, Matt Hell yeah, boys, good morning Matt got drunk and then he got drunker on homemade eggnog 
Man, I'll tell you one thing about getting drunk, boys. Um, I just turned 45, and uh, I think every year past 40 adds a day of recovery time mm. on a. Uh, I'm being drunk. So yikes! Just an FYI for you, Hickman. When you get 40, son, it uh, it's a little rougher. Well, I'm gonna try and make it to 31st. That's a good idea. I heard. I heard that. Hey, I'll tell you guys the, the scariest place I've ever been. Uh, I was I literally got a chance about ten years ago to go to Uganda and went out into the bush. The and, bush. Uh, the bush. It was uh it was an experience, boys, I'm gonna tell you. It uh pretty scary. We got pulled over by like this uh group. They got small like uh rivalry groups there. We got pulled over by a truckload of guys that had machine guns. It was a uh, a scary experience, not gonna lie. Yeah, that sounds pretty scary what it was yeah what did they want yeah i don't know man like we had a guide that was taking us out there we were building a shelter like a a a school um that we it took like three years with the church and we would go in intervals and i went me and my dad decided to go i'm not a travel guy but we went you you land in uganda and in kampala and we stayed at this motel called the tick which is down on like this lake victoria or something but you drive like four hours you know, out into the, literally into the bush. Like, it's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got pulled over just on this back muddy road, man, like what you would think of the jungle. And these guys just had machine guns, man, and they were just talking and arguing, and we're just all like, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen, man. So, well, this, the, is, this is it. <laughs> dude, this... me, and dad were, me and dad were having some, like, man, I love you, man. Like, it was, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty scary, man. Dang. That's wild. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Um. Is it what? So is this the last show you got? What's going on, man? I'm, I, you guys are keeping me in the dark, and I'm getting a little pissed off here. What, what is happening? Are y'all on tomorrow or not? Uh, it looks unlikely. <sighs> it looks unlikely. And nobody knows. We're not going to know. I mean, who's announcing? Is Russell and those guys announcing what the new show is going to be this afternoon? Yes, there, there's there's an or? there's an announcement later this okay. afternoon. All right. On the drive. As long as someone's communicating, I'll be I'll be happy. It's uh what are you gonna do? You know? Well. Holidays, first of the year, just a lot of a lot of, lot of things up in the air. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. Yeah, we don't want to spoil we anything. Talk yet. <laughs> yeah, I've I've i I'm in the portal. So we'll see. Chris has kicked so many people off this show. We thought it would be funny around here if he got a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> Well, I listen to all of them, man. I just can't. It's hard for me to call afternoon. So wherever you guys move, I'll be listening no matter what. So if anybody, if you guys stay or go or whatever, I'm I'm always there. I'm like, I'm like a, a pimple you can't get rid of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, real quick, can I let's can I make a quick comment on football? Absolutely. Um, I'm a I'm a little uh, I'm kind of happy about this class the more i think about it guys okay come on board there we go now I, we're talking I did, well i mean y'all were throwing some stats out yesterday and somebody on another show was throwing some stats out about you know this guy was slaughter for example i couldn't stay you guys know i might have stayed for slaughter uh, he's got a cool name but he i just don't think he was that good of a player but he was ranked like 27th right and then you find out we get a guy that comes in that's ranked like 12 yep i mean jesus christ dude that's that's an upgrade <laughs> That's a hell of an upgrade. I mean, we upgraded literally. If you look at it on paper, we've upgraded 
it's even quarterback. Hell, we can't be any worse at quarterback. We've upgraded almost every position. Yeah, honestly, I was, I was, I think you were talking about uh, what Charlie was talking about yesterday after our show, and he was going through like every position, and the only, I would say, legitimately, the only one you look at and say they may not be as good would be running back, but I still think running back has a chance to be very good, and also they'll probably benefit from having a better passing attack as a whole with Nico and all the receivers that we're bringing in. Yeah. So it might be a net positive, even though you lose Jalen Wright, who I think is a, a really good player. He came out this year. I, I wasn't a big Wright fan, but, man, he, he impressed. Yeah, Hickman year. gave him uh, two years of down the road because he had a fumbling problem. And he did, to be fair. He, he did, did and, but I think the only fumble of note he had this year was that weird one he had at Missouri that wasn't – I mean, it was his fault, but it was also not like a typical I'm just getting tackled and didn't hold on to the ball. And I also yeah. kind of jinxed it to you, Chris, moments before it Yes, happened. you did. Mere moments. I mean, literally, I, it might have been a play, bef- a play before, or that might have been the next play. Kind of odd. Yeah, you said, well, uh, man, he's been real good this year. Hadn't even had those fumble problems pop back up. Bloop, puts it on the ground. That's how it always works, man. Like those announcers calling free throws. He's made fifty-four free throws. Oh, oh, clank. Sorry, <laughs> I missed a kick from this far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, um, so I'll get out of here, boys. I love you. I, I, uh, I do wholeheartedly believe next year is just a critical year for Heupel and for this program. I think with everybody we got coming back, uh, if we can't, if we can't score some points next year. And Nico's not the guy. I mean, oh man, I, I, which he's got to be, obviously. But man, you got a stout offensive line. Mm-hmm. I think you got you got. Dude, if Brew comes back, we heard anything about that? No, I haven't. Which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, I, hope I, he I don't know if his leg is not like maybe he's not a hundred percent. So he hasn't decided like if he's going to be able to go through like a combine and a pro day and stuff. But I'm surprised we haven't heard anything in that regard. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a fun year next year. I think so, too. Love you, boys. Be good. Love you, man. Next up on the phone, we got D.R. Ball. Good morning, D.R. Oh, boy. This is going to be. Uh, you know, guys, Nate moves on from this life, R.I.P., and, and it all falls apart. Houston, you think you're funny with that tweet, don't you? I'm not being funny. Uh, it's not funny. I, I see how you phrase it. You know, if you move on to, like, state run, it, it's hilarious. Or it's not hilarious. If you stay, I'm, I'm good. But uh, I, I'm already not mentally stable. I'm at a good four on a good day out of ten. <laughs> and if you leave, you know what's going to happen, Hickman. Uh, Houston's going out. He's gone. Announce he's gone. And then Milton's going to announce he's staying for the bowl <laughs> game. He has another year of eligibility. And I'm done. I'll delete the app. I'll be gone from Twitter and probably be an Auburn fan. <laughs> I'm moving to the jungle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be just, like, would that be the merriest Christmas you've ever had, Dr. Uh, it'll be up there. I I would wish for the same fate as the cat that was brought to a Clark Griswold's Christmas. <laughs> Vaporized. Amen to that. And you know, Hickman, you better not be leaving either. I must say this: uh, you're easily on my Mount Rushmore of fan run personalities. I don't want to name the other three, but uh, you're up there. I think you've always had the right, correct takes. I don't. I think you lean a little too left for my liking, but yeah. your sports takes pretty good. Yeah, just maybe one day I'll figure out what bathroom to use. Dr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> start at Target and work your way down. Go to, and then you can go to Walmart. 
Guys, I wanted to pick up on a conversation from yesterday. Y'all were talking about Santa Santa Claus. Santa Claus used to scare me because my parents would say, you better be asleep because you're going to come in your room to make sure you're sleeping. You know how terrifying that is as a kid? Some fat stranger coming in watching you sleep. That's Hickman's Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some people are into that, DR. (laughs) Wait, DR, did Santa wrap your presents or were they unwrapped? That's what I was going to say. Santa did wrap my presents. But, you know, you had a good theory because I have a younger brother. And yep, yep. so uh, it, I guess that works out. I always felt bad for the kids that didn't have their presents wrapped because, like, once they come out and see it, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, at least we could see it and get excited, try to guess what everything was. Oh, I, I, I don't know. The way Santa did it, uh, I mean, it was – it was such an elaborate spread of gifts. Like, they're laid up on the couch and on the fireplace mantle, and, like, they're just everywhere. And they're unwrapped, but, like, you still have to go and investigate every single thing. And then there's still a bunch of presents under the tree from Mom and Dad. I always liked it that way. Yeah, see, now, the presents from my parents, they would wrap it, too, but it would, um, we would do that, actually, we did that Christmas Eve. Now, would y'all get, it always kind of freaked me out, like, uh, a note from Santa. I don't know why we uh, we held on to it like it was autographed from Michael Jordan for some reason. <laughs> I will say the best gift I ever got, it stuck with me all these years, was a Game Boy Color. And that was yeah. the greatest Christmas God. I remember when I got the original Game Boy. That thing weighed like eight pounds. <laughs> it was awful, man. You could have could have put it in a sock and knocked down Goliath with it. Oh, man. But I had so much fun mm-hmm. just playing games that I had no idea how to beat. I had a, I had a oh. Batman game, the original Batman game. I could get to level two. That was it. Now, I don't remember Houston with the original Game Boy. Did it come with that little light? Because I know the Game Boy cover you could attach to the side, and it'd be mm. a light so you could play at night. I know what you're talking about. It yeah. did not come with it. I know no. it didn't come with it. Yeah, I, I just remember staying up late at night, and then... My dad, he and he would grind the batteries out of the TV remote to replace with the Game Boy. Yep. I mean, yep. I just got obsessed with that. You know, we, we complain about kids with tablets nowadays, man, but that was me with that Game Boy. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, absolutely. Like, you know, that was like the first introduction of screens, but mm-hmm. I'd, oh, hate, yeah. I'd hate to go back and tabulate all the hours I wasted just trying to beat level two of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, guys, that's about all I got. I've enjoyed the show, and uh, just there's consequences to your actions, Houston. I will be watching. I understand, sir. I understand. That's a naughty and nice list. I think the only thing I didn't get that I wanted was the talk boy that Kevin had in Home Alone. I never got that either. I wanted it, but it didn't really like. It wasn't like a make or break it, gift for me. Yeah, I wasn't like I have to have this. It was cool, though. but I, yeah, I had a couple of friends who got it, voice. and they'd bring it to school, and I was like, okay, that's actually. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, let's hit our last break of hour number one. Come back, get to the phone lines. If you're there, hang tight. It's three and out on Fan Run Radio.
Final segment, hour number one. Back to the phone lines we go. We've got Philly. Good morning, Philadelphia. Good morning, Joan. How are we doing? Ready for this big matchup tonight against Tarleton State? Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I figured you couldn't. True. Uh, Houston, is it uh, true that you're going to be on the view today? Uh, I might make it a, an appearance. Hmm. If they can handle I one more sheet. I talking about you yesterday. It's just something about snooze machine and then uh, uh they started uh, rip, ripping uh hickman uh when i brought up hickman's names which i don't understand it myself yeah but, i believe you know. uh bear said he could go out and dig up a rock and have a more enthralling conversation than he would if he spoke to hickman <laughs> bear is the biggest dullard i think <laughs> i've ever met <laughs> i was worried about him he'll give an opinion one way or the other you know that is true. That is, no no one ever said, man, I wish Hickman would really tell us what he's thinking. And more times than not, feel they're right. Yep. Hell yeah, brother. Well, yeah, except for your love fest for Tom Brady. Yeah, that. Can't be perfect. No, I guess not. But uh, who else has Tennessee got out there in recruiting uh, Houston the, that they might be able to get? Uh... The, uh, That's a good question. The five-star the McKin- Dominic McKinley. Yeah, McKinley. Where's he at? He's an A&M He commit. was the A&M he's, commit that's visiting, visiting this weekend. Yeah. Uh, uh, the 19th, January 19th. Oh, he's not visiting. He's going to LSU the 12th, and then he's coming for his last official visit on the 19th of January. Yeah, that January makes sense. Not, they wouldn't do visits this weekend. It's Christmas. Yeah. Well, if we get the last visit, maybe we get him. But if he goes to LSU for us, he may not he's even from, He's from down there, too. So it'll, oh, it'll good. Be it's going to be a tough pool, but. Oh no! At least you're getting them on a visit. The yeah, last one, you got a shot. We play Alabama in basketball that weekend too, so there'll be at least something going on. Thankfully, Philly, this coaching staff's never gotten our hopes up with certain five. Shut up! Guys. He's visiting. They're doing something right. Well, Ronnie Gardner will get I him. I guess we could be like uh, Florida yesterday. Uh, yeah. We'd really be complaining, wouldn't we? Yeah. Florida yesterday went from ninth or tenth. To 16th in the country, they had. I think they started yesterday with 23 commits. Yeah. They ended the day with 18. Mm-hmm. Rough. And this Big is this players. is why you don't keep a coach just because his recruiting class is good until they've and already signed. That doesn't even include what they lost off their roster from this year. Exactly. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they lost their best pass rusher, best receiver. Receiver, like best they're they're back. they're in trouble. Yeah, ETN's still in the portal. There. Yeah. You hate to see it. I really, you know, it's such a good fan base Martin. and a great program. I hate to see it happen to them. I don't know about a great fan base. They're a bunch of scum as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, all of that was completely a lie. I hate everything about them. <laughs> I've been down there, and it's uh, not a pretty sight. It's a dumb you know hole. It's a, well, that's an ugly town anyway. That's not <laughs> look like a, the Taj Mahal. <laughs> there, There is like a stretch of their campus right near the stadium that I'm like, wow, this is pretty nice. Everything else, no good. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, basketball game tonight. Uh, you think they're going to play DeLone and try to get him ready? Because I still think that's the key to their season. they got to get him integrated as a backup point guard because Ziggler can't continue to play 38 minutes a game. No, Philly, it feels like we had that conversation last year, too. It's like, why are we, you know, playing this guy so much? When And why are we not playing a backup to, you know, kind of prepare them for the back half of the season? Like, did, did yeah. Dillion play at all against NC State? He didn't, no. right? No. Nope. Like, I don't nope. understand that. Like, we need 
Look, yeah, I get it. He may not be as good as Ziegler when Ziegler's at 100%. Like, he may not be your prototypical point guard, but we need ball handlers, and we need them ready. And I realize Ziegler played really well against NC State, and he's getting healthier. But we don't need to be playing him 39 minutes a game. That's just insanity. Yeah. I, I just wonder about him sometime. You know what? No, I know. I, I realize that the coaching staff loves him. Um, you could you could tell when you watch the uh, the Illinois game the way Jay Wright and Raftery would talk about him like you can tell they're getting all that information from the coaching staff like oh the heart and soul and yada but it's like okay well let's keep him that way let's not I mean thirty nine minutes for a guy coming on, he's less than a year removed from the ACL tear like let's be smart here. Did y'all watch any uh, Bammer Jammer last night? I just watched the first half. I did not. No. Hickman, did you Wait, watch any no. of the Bama game? I didn't catch any of it. Well, they're they're not near as good as they was last year. Uh, they don't play any defense at all. Alabama actually played defense last year. Yeah, a little bit. I'll, I will admit, I think Arizona's really, really good. They've got well, Alabama's lost to good teams like we have. Yeah, I mean, I mean they played three top five, ten teams mm-hmm. in the last three games. I mean, Arizona's all on the road. Arizona's only well. lost so far as to Purdue. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of parity in college basketball. There really is. Yeah. I don't. I don't know who. Like the. I mean, I guess you give it to Purdue right now, but I. I mean, I don't think they're unbeatable. Like th- there does not seem to be that group of three teams that you're like, yeah, these three are the powerhouses. It feels like there's ten teams that could possibly cut down the nets right now. Yeah, Purdue got beat by FIU in the tournament last year, right? Was that who it was? Yeah, Florida, yeah, Florida yeah. yeah, second round, wasn't oh. it? Or, yeah, second round. I can't wait to hear Houston on the view today. See you. See you, Philly. Thanks for the phone call. I might tune in. I haven't I haven't made that decision yet. I don't know if I'm going to go on that show or not. They wanted to give me a, a fond farewell, and I'm just not sure if that's – I'm not sure it makes sense. We'll see. I don't know if we have enough water to carry around here for that. Yeah, we oh, thought, oh, thought oh, Seaton was going to oh, sign with oh, Colorado oh. yesterday. Nothing's, nothing's official with anything yeah, these nothing, days. Nothing's official. Like I said, I'm in the portal. Just waiting on the bag. A lot of offers on the table. A lot of offers. (laughs) So many. I mean, if you guys had any idea. Go back to the phone lines, get uh, Will. Is that right, Hickman? Will, good morning, sir. Hey, guys. Uh, Just got a second here, but uh, I'm kind of the opposite of the caller. Earlier he said he can listen at all times of the day, but only call in the morning. I I listen all the time and uh, can't really call in the morning most times, but enjoyed the show. through the years uh just wanted to jump in on this portal conversation real quick come on and uh the way i'm looking at this recruiting class in the portal season is through a lens of hey had we just lost the guys we kind of expected to lose halfway through the season and we replaced them with a all-conference center a multi-year starter at guard and a, a surefire nfl prospect at left tackle we'd be thinking we were loading up for a championship push uh, and really spending money. I'm not so sure we got much of a hometown discount in keeping those guys. And I think that um, we probably got a little bit and they assess that let's bring back a really experienced offensive line and and build with some complimentary pieces. Mm -hmm. I think that really sounds to me more like a sustainable model rather than a splash model. And it may not result in a playoff appearance this year, but I think it it builds us in the right way. 
maybe it just is a little bit more of a patient move. What do y'all think? No, I agree. I'm the one thing I like about hype. I, I like it, and I don't like. Everyone likes kind of drama and excitement. He he's pretty. It's kind of boring in a way. Like, oh yeah, we we kept this guy and we kept this guy and we kept this guy. But imagine if all those guys had left. And then we like then you have to go into the portal and what what are the odds especially along offensive line that you're going to get better players? It's it's very unlikely. And even if they are quote unquote as good, they still have to come in and learn the system. Keeping all these guys that he did while it's not flashy and it's not going to make the the front page of ESPN like that that's what you want. You want guys that want to be in your program, you want to keep good players and you want as little turnover as possible, especially at offensive line because it's such a developmental position. So yeah, while it's not you know, oh Kiffin grabs a four-star defensive end, like I would rather do it this way: that you keep guys in the program that you want to keep in the program, you make some additions at other other spots, and you're you're getting like on, in the secondary, you're losing guys that have one year left and hadn't been very good, and you're bringing in guys that have three years left and two years left and four years left. I think it's just a smarter way to do it. Yeah, absolutely, and I think those guys can play right away. I mean. I thought Judy Lawley had a pretty nice season once he got settled in. He wasn't elite, but he was a guaranteed starter and and uh, kept it in front of him. Which we can have a different debate on whether kept it in front of him is a good a good measure, <laughs> right? But uh, you know, I, I think I I really do think that uh, a little bit more quality in the secondary, and they just they made choices about who they wanted to pay and who they wanted to let walk, and obviously a lot of those secondary guys they just said good luck, you know. Um, and and uh, I'm gonna let the chips fall out. I, I I'd say there's probably a couple more moves here, and if we can jump in and get that big five star, that would be that would be great. But I'm probably with Hickman on that one. I don't I don't think we're gonna flip a Texas A&M commit in the late signing period. It just doesn't seem like something we do. But um, you know, I, I think we'll add a couple of other nice pieces, and and then we'll see how good our quarterback is. All right, man. Thanks for the call. We'll appreciate it. Gonna hit a break. Kick off hour number two after this.